Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. I am your host, Rachel. If you are a frequent listener, welcome back. If this is your very first time, I want to give you a warm welcome and hello. You are listening to our reflection episode, which is where we kind of talk about a, a general topic and I break it down and we set intentions for our week so that we really can go about life in a purposeful manner. Now, there's a guided meditation that always accompanies this reflection episode, and it helps us target either on a subconscious level or an energetic level, the same intentions that we address during this episode. So before we get started, I did want to remind you all that the option to get your very own customized guided meditation is still available. All the information is below, so you can get a 20 to 25 minute meditation or 45 minutes of affirmations customized with any need, any intention that you want to set. We can use your name, uh, specifics from your life, anything that's going to help you either on an energetic level or on that mindset subconscious level. It can be infused with Reiki energy. It can be paired with binaural beats, a whole bunch of fun stuff. It's a blast to work on. So anybody who's interested, the information is below. But for this episode, we are going to be talking about change. There is a change occurring. There is a change in energy. There is a change in so many of our situations. And maybe we're not seeing the change, but we can start to feel it. It's like we're an uneasiness or we're not feeling quite settled and it can be hard to understand. So what I want to really address in this episode is embracing this positive change, eliminating your doubts And taking this new path towards your life purpose, because the change, if we embrace it, is going to take us to places that we never dreamed were even possible for ourselves. So I want to talk about embracing that and following our path. And to begin, we always start with a quote. And the day that I am recording this is the day that the news about Anthony Bourdain has come out. I know that Anthony Bourdain was very inspirational for a lot of people because he was himself and he embraced all different cultures and all different people and he would go to places a lot of other people wouldn't dare to go to and eat things that a lot of other people would be too fearful to eat and, and he did it and was just very authentic and the world has truly lost somebody special. So I wanted to quote from him and he said, if I'm an advocate for anything, it is to move. As far as you can, as much as you can, across the ocean or simply across the river. Walk in someone else's shoes. Or at least eat their food. It's a plus for everybody. And this really goes along with what we're going to be talking about. We're moving. And before we get into the actual topic for the day, in the lieu of the news about Anthony Bourdain and then earlier in the week, Kate Spade, two very prominent figures, decided to take their own lives I wanted to give you all a reminder that you are so special, that you are unique, and so often the world can see it, but we can't see it in ourselves. And, you know, we're all in our own worlds, 
and we don't really share with others how we truly see them. So we don't get to hear that we're beautiful and that we're unique. And so I'm telling you this right now. And personally, I am a suicide survivor. My dad chose to take his own life 12 years ago, whenever I was 20. So I know how it feels to be on the other end of that. And I'm sure that some of you listening have thought about it or have been touched by suicide somewhere in your life. And we all need reminders that the world needs us right now. The world needs you for the unique and beautiful person you are. So please remember that. And I want to talk a little bit more about how we can embrace this uniqueness during this episode. And if you listened a few episodes back, we actually had a whole episode about uniqueness. And if you haven't listened to that, then I encourage you do. And the meditation is really great for getting in touch with who you are beneath it all, who you are at your core. Because this inner being, our true essence, our divine spirit, our soul, whatever term you want to call that inner part of you, That is the part of you that holds all the answers for the steps you should take in this life. If you are feeling like something needs to change, there is a change upon us, but what are we supposed to do? You're not going to find the answers of what you should do anywhere else besides that inner part of you, that intuition. It knows all. It knows how to lead you in the right direction. So whenever we talk about embracing this change, we need to remain connected to that inner part of us, to our true essence, to our unique nature. There's only one of you. You have special gifts. You have special talents. You have a special perspective. You have things that nobody else possesses and you can do things in certain ways that absolutely no other person can do. And this is one of the many reasons why you're so beautiful and you're so perfect the way that you are. But often what happens is whenever we feel this urge to change, immediately this desire brings about feelings of fear and feelings of doubt. And what that is, is it's simply our ego. Our ego wants to keep us safe. I know that sometimes we we can bash the ego. I do it on the show. But the ego is not our enemy. We have to learn to work with it. The ego is there to keep us safe. And change is a disruption in the homeostasis and it freaks our ego out. And this is why when we think of doing something new, especially if we think of doing something completely completely different, totally different. It may be a drastic career change, a big move, whatever it is. It's almost impossible not to have at least some fear or some doubt come up for us. It's completely normal. It's completely natural. And this is why it's even more important during the times of fear, during the times of doubt, to get in touch with this inner self, with our inner being. And I want to talk a little bit more about how to do this. And during the meditation, we're really going to practice this and we are going to get in touch with who we really are and use that to see what our next steps are and use that to push through any barriers. So it's going to be a fun meditation. 
During this episode, I really want to talk about our life purpose, embracing change so that we can take the next step that's going to lead us towards our life purpose, that's going to lead us towards our dharma. And I know whenever I first started reading spiritual books and listening to different spiritual speakers, I heard the word dharma being thrown around a lot, and I never really understood what exactly it meant. I don't know if any of you felt the same way or feel the same way now, or maybe you've never heard the word dharma. So no worries, no matter where you are, because I'm going to give you a little bit of an explanation. Dharma is just a Sanskrit word, meaning your purpose in life. So essentially the belief is that we have taken physical form, we have come to this earth, incarnated on this earth as ourselves for a dharma, for a purpose. And for some, that can sound really exciting. For others, it can sound very overwhelming. How do you know if this is your dharma? Maybe you you have a business or a career or a job that kind of feels good. You don't hate it. Is that your dharma? Does your dharma have to come through your work? Can it come in other ways? The concept of dharma is definitely twofold. I love thinking that I have a purpose here, that I'm here for a reason. But at the same time, I do find myself questioning, well, is this it? Is this it? Wait, okay, I think I like this part of my business a little bit better than the other parts of my business. So is this my dharma and this isn't my dharma? <laughs> you know, we can be, you can get stuck in this indecision. To help clarify the whole dharma mystery, the life purpose mystery, I do want to borrow from Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, which I have referred to several times on this show, the different chapters and read excerpts. So I'm going to do that again, and then we're going to break it down because I think the way that he breaks it down is so simple and easy. The seventh chapter in the book, so the seventh spiritual law of success, is the law of dharma. And let me just read just a few points that he makes about it and a couple steps that he encourages us to take to fulfill our dharma. According to this law, you have unique talent and a unique way of expressing it. There is something that you can do better than anyone else in the whole world. And for every unique talent and unique expression of talent, there are also unique needs. When these needs are matched with creative expression of your talent, that is the spark that creates affluence. Expressing your talents to fulfill needs creates unlimited wealth and abundance. And he goes on and gives actually three components, and I'll read those really quick, and then we'll talk about them. There are three components of the law of dharma. The first component says that each of us is here to discover our true self, self with a capital S, meaning that divine part of ourselves, to find out on our own that our true self is spiritual, that essentially we are spiritual beings that have taken manifestation in a physical form. We are not human beings that have occasional spiritual experiences. It's the other way around. We're spiritual beings that have the occasional human experiences. Each of us is here to discover our higher self or spiritual self. That is the first fulfillment of the law of Dharma. We must find out for ourselves that inside us is a god or goddess, an embryo that wants to be born so that we can express our divinity. The second component of the law of Dharma is to express our unique talents. The law of dharma says that every human being has a unique talent. You have a talent that is unique in its expression. 
so unique that there's no one else alive on this planet that has that talent or that expression of that talent. This means that there's one thing you can do, one way of doing it, that is better than anyone else on the entire planet. When you're doing that one thing, you lose track of time. When you're expressing that one unique talent that you possess, or more than one unique talent in many cases, the expression of that talent takes you into timeless awareness. The third component of the law of dharma is service to humanity, to serve your fellow human beings and to ask yourself the questions, how can I help? How can I help all those that I come into contact with? When you combine the ability to express your unique talent with service to humanity, then you make full use of the law of dharma. And coupled with the experience of your own spirituality, the field of pure potentiality, which is just another law where he basically states that anything is possible. There is no way you will not have access to unlimited abundance because that is the real way abundance is achieved. This is not temporary abundance. It's permanent because of your unique talent, your way of expressing it, and your service and dedication to your fellow human beings, which you discover through asking the question, how can I help, instead of what's in it for me. We live in a world where we're constantly comparing ourselves against one another. And during our episode where I talked about uniqueness, I talked about how it's really a waste of our time and energy to do that. And and what he's talking about in that book also supports the idea that we should never compare ourselves to anybody else because we are unique. So if you have something that you want to do, if you have something that you absolutely love, think of how you can express it in a unique way. Now, I know that in the business world, especially whenever I first started my business, I did a lot of looking at successful entrepreneurs and really trying to emulate what they did, copy what they did in a sense. You know, I compared myself against them a lot of times and I just would feel really different. And what I've come to learn is that's okay. That's what makes me unique. That's why I can bring something to the world that nobody else has been able to do. And that's not coming from an ego standpoint. That's not saying I'm better than you because I can do this and you can't. No, that's coming to a realization within myself that I have a unique way of expressing what I teach, what I talk about, what I do that nobody else possesses because that is part of my dharma. You know, doubt and fear are really going to stop you from truly being able to express this, truly being able to live your dharma because doubt and fear will compare us against others, will tell us that we're not good enough, will look at how somebody else does it and make us question ourselves because we do it differently. But what if that difference is the expression of our dharma? And so I just want to give three action steps that he talks about to put this into practice. He says, if you want to make the maximum use of the law of dharma, then you have to make several commitments. The first commitment is I'm going to seek my higher self, which is beyond my ego through spiritual practice. The second commitment, I am going to discover my unique talents and finding my unique talents, and I'm going to enjoy myself because the process of enjoyment occurs when I go into timeless awareness. That's when I'm in a state of bliss. The third commitment is I'm going to ask myself, how I am best suited to serve humanity, 
I'm going to answer that question and then put it into practice. I'm going to use my unique talents to serve the needs of my fellow human beings. I will match those needs to my desire to help and serve others. So when you're thinking about your dharma, like I said just a few moments ago, we have to recognize fear and doubt as the works of the ego because the ego doesn't like change and we have to see them as just that and try to find our joy. Go into meditation. Go into meditative states and journal. Read spiritual books, not with the intention of trying to copy what the spiritual books are telling you, but with the intention of allowing those teachings to bring you into alignment so that you can better connect with your inner self. I hope that makes sense. And from that place of knowing who we are, aside from the fear, aside from the doubt, we have to be able to own our uniqueness and to follow our joy. I have another podcast that I just started called the 9 to 5 Dropout Show, which is for people who want to start their own business. And I I talk to all different types of entrepreneurs. It's been fun connecting with people from all over the world. And uh, recently, I talked to Helena Goldstein, and she is a spiritual coach. And I asked her the question, if somebody wanted to be a spiritual coach, if they want to follow in your footsteps, what should they do? And she had a very hard time answering it, which was very powerful. Because the way that she answered it was, well, I don't really know. Because... She just started to follow her passion and people started coming up to her and asked her if she could start coaching them. So she didn't go and get 5 million certifications and all these credentials to put behind her name. She was living her dharma and people flocked to it. So that, to me, was the perfect example of how this law of dharma works, how this life purpose works. She was doing something that aligned with her that was in a way that nobody else was doing it. She wasn't copying the top spiritual coaching handbook or life coaching handbook. I'm, I don't know if those exist. They probably do. She wasn't copying it. She wasn't copying the steps that the top coaches were doing so that she could get clients. She was following her dharma and people naturally gravitated towards her. So she didn't have any strategies to share. And one of the biggest things that she really teaches is following your joy. Follow what makes you happy. And if you don't know what your dharma is yet, and if I'm talking about this and you're starting to freak out because you don't think you've found it, that's okay. Do what makes you happy and enjoy those moments and be grateful for the happiness and be grateful for the joy and allow your higher self, your inner nature, the source within you to lead the way. Do you know, I started this podcast not even realizing how significant it would be for me and my life. For me starting this podcast, I truly, truly feel this is part of my dharma. But I would have never known that if I didn't try it. There were some podcasting courses that I thought I should take and I decided not to do any of that and just start it and just do what felt right. This was really the only part of my business that I 100% just went into it and said, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do and I'm not going to read about how to do it the best way. And I think for that reason, I have found such personal fulfillment and success and it's growing and I'm getting a great response and I'm talking to all you guys 
it just goes to show that I followed my joy. I tried something that I didn't know if it was going to work out, but there was just this, you know what, maybe I should just try. And then I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And every single time I record a podcast, it feels so good. (laughs) So I keep doing it. And that led me along the path of my dharma, or at least part of my dharma. So continue to try things. As Anthony Bourdain said, move. You don't have to physically move, but be willing to try something new. Be willing to embrace this change. Be willing to try a new direction. You don't have to change your whole life, just a little part of it. And see, if that brings you joy, then keep following it. If it doesn't bring you joy, that's okay. You know that's not your dharma. Cross that off the list. And then finally, what Deepak is talking about is serving others, using our dharma to serve others. And that can be part of our business or our career is the service to others. But also our dharma can be serving others in a different way. We can just have a job that we do so we can pay the bills, but our dharma could be through charity. It could be through parenting. There's plenty of ways that our dharma can play out. Don't question it. It's such an individual experience. There's no right or wrong. Don't compare yourself, like I said, against anybody else because every single person's dharma is different. And when you see another person going down a path that you think is totally weird, remind yourself that that could be their dharma. And there are people out there who need the service that you are going to provide. So if you're holding yourself back out of fear, if you are really concerned with how much money you can make or, you know, the fame or the success and it's really like ego-based and me, 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 I don't think a lot of listeners tuning in right now are coming from that place. But let's be realistic. We live in a material world and we have to pay our bills and we all would like to be able to take extended vacations and travel and you need money to do that. So it can be hard to only focus on the service. But if you are following your life purpose, your true life purpose, if you are expressing that inner divine nature, what you are here to do in the unique way that only you can express it, and you're asking yourself how you can serve others, then you are going to connect with the right people and that abundance will naturally come to you. And so that's another thing with this podcast. You know, the other things I did for my business, there was kind of a goal with, um, you know, if I provide something for free, then there is also a paid component. You know, that's how you make money for a business. It's essential. You have to actually sell things. With this podcast, I did it truly with the intent of serving. And now I'm offering the customized meditations and I do charge for that, but I know that the value far exceeds the cost and it's still serving others. You know, so I'm not looking at that as, oh, let me just try and get a whole bunch of people to sign up and make as much money as I can. It's, I'm providing this as a service to others. I'm putting out all these free meditations as a service to others. And that part of my business feels so natural. And I don't have fear around it. I don't have fear when I put out a meditation thinking, oh, will other people like it? I did it first, but then I realized I'm doing it to serve you. 
And if somebody doesn't like a meditation, that meditation wasn't for them. And that's okay. But the meditations come from a part of me that is not my human self. When I do a meditation, it comes from a much higher part of me. And I know that it's meant for people out there. And the people that listen, that enjoy them, that's who it's meant for. And there can be 5 million people that hate my meditations. That's okay. There's not a match there. So when you think about your dharma, think about it in that way. You're not trying to think of me, 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 me. You know, you're, you're thinking about how you're going to serve using your unique talents, using your unique gifts, and just knowing and understanding that the abundance will come back to you, that it's just the law, that it's going to happen. And also, whenever you are fulfilling your dharma, you are okay with asking for money for some of your products and your services. You know, Deepak Chopra is a millionaire, but he provides such wonderful lessons. I mean, he's been a thought leader for years now, but he doesn't sit there and say, oh, well, I guess I'll just give everything away for free because I'm too nervous to ask and I don't think I'm worthy of asking. When you're living your dharma, you know. You just know that what you are doing is helping the world. And you can give away services for free and you can have services that require money because you need to get paid to serve your own life and you're worth it. And whenever you take that pressure off of yourself, of really second guessing if your work is good enough, of doubting if your products or services are worth money, being afraid to charge for things, Whenever you release all of that, because you recognize that this is your dharma, you recognize that this is your purpose, you are embracing it, then all of these blocks are lifted. So Deepak, in the book that I didn't, the part that I didn't read, he talks about how he raised his children and he told them, just find something that makes you happy. Don't worry about doing well in school. Don't worry about going to the top college. Don't worry about making the best grades. You know, if you can't find a job, I'll support you. I mean, he raised his children this way as well as raising them to meditate and just to really encourage them to find their dharma. And what happened is they excelled in school. They excelled in college. They went to the top colleges and they did it with joy. So it's not like you are holding yourself back by having this mindset. You're just learning to trust. And as you do, you're coming from a place, you're approaching every situation from this place of trust rather than a place of insecurity rather than from a place of lack and that really magnifies the success that you see in everything that you do so i definitely encourage you all to listen to the meditation that accompanies this and if you really are not sure of what your next step is then the meditation will help like i said just find your joy you know another part of my dharma is I believe, is Reiki healing. I am getting my master's in it right now. I never even heard of Reiki until a couple years ago. Well, more than a couple now. Um, Several years ago, I was at a bar and this random girl came up to me and started talking to me about Reiki. And I was like, what is this girl talking about? And But for some reason, she planted a seed. And then years later, I tried Reiki not getting trained in it, but I tried it on myself and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I have to know more about this. 
So just because you don't know part of your dharma now or all of your dharma now does not mean that you don't have one. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a lost soul forever. It just means that either the timing isn't right or you're still in that phase where you're figuring it out. So embrace the change that is occurring now. If you have an inclination to try something new, this is the time to do it. So I just want to quickly note before I leave you to work on your dharma and embrace the change this week. As I am recording this, I had to stop the recording to grab a drink of water. And the clock, whenever I looked at it, showed 555. And for anybody who studies numerology, five is all about change. Seeing three fives in a row is really a significance, a numerology significance, or um, an angel number saying that there's positive change. So that showed me that what we are talking about right now is very important for a lot of us, that there is really a change going on. There is a fast-moving energy, and it is time to jump on board. I have a feeling that soon, that this week, we're going to either read something new, we're going to take the next step, we're maybe going to take a giant leap and do something crazy. I have a feeling that a lot of us are going to make decisions that will take us one step closer to that dharma. So I encourage you to embrace it, to recognize the fear and doubt for what it is, and to continue to tell yourself every single day that you are unique, you are beautiful, and you have something so special inside of you that only you can express to the world. So how are you going to express it? I will leave you with that. Check out the meditation. I wish you the best of luck on your journey. We're all in this together. I'll talk with you next week. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.